the Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, Ken Christie, Herb Bygren, and me, Harry Vonzell, pinch hitting for Harlow, home with a cold Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Cutto, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Are you one of those people who can't get along in the morning until you've had a cup of coffee? I know exactly how you feel. Well, let me tell you something. That cup of coffee will taste extra good when you use pet milk in it. Of course, if you take your coffee black, that's different. But if you use cream, just try that next cup with pet milk instead. Maybe you didn't know it, but pet milk gives coffee a satisfying flavor that's hard to beat. That's because pet milk is good, sweet country milk concentrated to double richness, making it twice as rich in cream as ordinary milk. Naturally, then, it's just right for coffee. You get some pet milk at your grocer's tomorrow. Use it for coffee, for cooking, for all of your milk and cream needs. Remember, pet milk costs less than half as much as cream, less generally than ordinary bottled milk. Of all the different ways to carry on a feud, Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista has probably the safest. He does his fighting in writing. In fact, he's working on a nasty letter right now as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. And furthermore, Fred, you dirty chiseler, I still claim... Well, how's the letter coming, dearie? Your pen running dry? You need another bottle of poison? I mean, ink? <laughs> Just about finished, Molly, and I really poured it on this time. This letter will pin old Fred Nittany's ears back so far he can scratch his shoulder blades with him. <laughs> Listen. Mr. Fred Nittany, Star Rock, Illinois. Dear Fred, you rat. Very concise. Yeah. You think maybe I ought to start it? My dear Fred, you rat. No. <laughs> That's too formal. That's what I thought. After all, you two have known each other since you were in vaudeville together, you know. Oh, sure, yeah. I ain't got a friend in the world that I hate like I hate Fred Nittany. <laughs> I've been sore at that chiseler since 1936. That's why every Valentine's Day we write and tell each other what rats we are. Well, I'm not one to flout tradition, sweetheart. But in this case, if I had a good heavy two-handed flout about three feet long, I'd flout the daylight out of... <laughs> Look, Molly, this is serious stuff with me. I worked hard on this letter... I worked from a dictionary, too, even. I hate that guy so much in this letter, I'd scare myself. Well, it's probably mutual, I suppose. No, no, it ain't either. He feels the same way about me. <laughs> Did you see the letter that guy wrote me last Valentine's Day? Why, there's words in there that I still don't know what he called me. Well, did you look them up? They ain't in our dictionary. <laughs> well, I think it's ridiculous for two grown men to carry a grudge for 15 years. Well... I thought you and Fred Nittany were bosom friends. We was. I was the best friend he ever had. We went clean through Waterville together. You were clean when you <laughs> finished, I know. Why, when I remember how when we were broke, I always shared his last dollar with him, how I always bought gas for his 1922 Hupmobile. Every time he loaned it to me... So well, now, what started this feud, anyhow? What are you two mad about? 
You know, it's funny you should ask me that, Molly, because I've been trying to remember all day. <laughs> I used to know, but I forgot. Oh, for goodness sakes, if you don't even know what you're fighting well, what's about. the difference? It's the principle of the thing now. Besides, you've got to admit it must have been something pretty dirty to keep me mad this long. <laughs> Just let me read you some more. I say here, Fred, you rat. I've been pretty busy lately, you rat. And I ain't had as much time to hate you as I wanted to, Fred, you dirty rat. You've really been studying that dictionary, haven't you? But I say, when you done, you rat, what you done to me, you rat, back in 19, you rat 36. <laughs> I swore, you rat. Who's that rat? Uh, who's that? I don't know, but I hope it's the Pied Piper. Come in. Oh, hi, old timer. Hello, Mr. Old Timer. Hello there, kids. Hey, I brought your mail in. I'll put it in the hall here. Okay. Uh, happy Valentine's Eve, kids. Well, thank you, Mr. Old Timer. Are you sending out Valentine's this year? Just one, daughter. Made it myself. It's for Bessie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, how'd you ever meet Bessie anyhow, old-timer? Oh, we met through an introduction at the wrestling matches, Johnny. Oh? The wrestling matches? Yep. I'll never forget it, daughter. The announcer says, Introducing in this corner, meet Hook Mabel, the Milwaukee monster. <laughs> that was Bessie. <laughs> My gosh, love at first sight, huh? Yep. I whistled at her. Bessie turned around and showed me a wink. The other wrestler reached over and throwed me Bessie. <laughs> I did him a laugh. <laughs> That's how it all started, huh? Well, you know what they say, old-timer. Romance is like a busted spring in a sofa. It pops up when you least expect it. <laughs> it Well, never mind. Hey, are you going past the... <laughs> you going past the mailbox when you leave here? Because mail this letter to that rat Fred Nittany for me, will you? Heard to, son. I'm going to mail Bessie's Valentine here anyhow. Uh... <laughs> Like to see it, daughter? Oh, I'd love to. I brung it. Uh, I got a red crepe paper and pasted on the white lace. It, uh, uh, here, here, here it is. Pretty? Uh, yes. It's beautiful. Gee whiz. A red paper football with a flat end. <laughs> That's a heart, Johnny. Well, of course it is, McGee. Oh, sure, sure. I must have had it upside down. Or sideways. <laughs> What's the harpoon sticking through it for? Bessie a fisherman? McGee, that's an arrow. An arrow what? Oh, an arrow. Oh. I, uh, <laughs> I read a verse on it, too, daughter. If you'd like to hear it. My gosh, are you a poet, too? Son, come Valentine's Day, anybody's a poet that thinks he is. Stuff may not always rhyme, but if it's read by the right party, it's pure poetry. <laughs> Sweet thought, McGee. Uh, go on, uh, read the verse for us, Mr. Oldtimer. Well, it says to Bessie, roses are red, geraniums are pink. You think you're a beaut, but I think you're cute. <laughs> go on, character, isn't he, McGee? Here's the mail he brought in. I almost forgot. Oh, yeah. Anything interesting? Well, package for you. Oh, and one letter. It's from your friend Fred Rat. Uh, or Fred Nittany. Oh, him. Read it to me, kiddo, will you? Sure. 
Well, it says here, Dear Fibber, yeah. my old pal and long-lost friend. Hmm. wonder what he means by that. I don't know. He says, I have been a fool, old pal. He always was. Fighting all these years with the best friend I ever had. I apologize, old friend, for this silly quarrel, old pal. Hey, you sure that's from Fred Nittany? Let me see that letter. Oh, my gosh, there's money in it, too. Two one-dollar bills. Oh. I was coming to that. He says, I'm returning the two bucks I borrowed from you that started this silly quarrel and lost me the best friend. That's it. That's it. That's what we were sore about. I remember now. Fred's suitcase was in hock, see? And I had to loan him two bucks to get it out. And just because I was the guy that hocked it, he refused to pay me back. <laughs> Started the whole thing. Gee whiz. Good old Fred finally admits he was wrong, huh? There's, uh, there's more to the letter. Oh? He says, I work some nightclubs in Havana lately, and I'm fat. Oh. I had them Cubans send you a box of special Coronas. Cigars? Is that what that box is? A box of... Oh, boy. And, he says, please accept this peace offering, old pal, and let us never quarrel again. Your everlasting, newfound old friend... Fred Nittany, your pal. <laughs> well. He was. Imagine good old Fred, the best friend I ever had. <laughs> Paying me back the two bucks and sending me cigar. Oh, my gosh. i got to stop that letter of mine. I told you not to write the letter. The old timer's gone. He's had time to mail it by now. Oh, i got to catch you. My gosh, you want old Fred to think I'm a sorehead? You want him to think I'm a guy that carries a grudge? Oh, how could he get that impression? Well, my <laughs> hey, old timer, wait. Don't mail that letter. Hey, don't drop that Billy Mills and the orchestra in You're Just in Love. I got here, Molly. He stuffs the letter in this mailbox and slams the lid. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's a luck anyhow. 
If Fred gets that letter now, maybe he won't even want my friendship, Molly. He, he's liable to think I don't like him. Oh, he can't be that thin-skinned, surely. Well, Just a few hundred names and six pages of invitations to drop dead. <laughs> Tip this mailbox lid. Maybe I can run my hand in there and... All right, but be careful now, sir. If I can get my hand in... Ah, that's better. Can you reach it? Because... I can feel something in there, but... Uh, let me get the other arm in. The gun box is too deep to... Uh-oh. What's the matter? McGee, what's wrong? Uh, my arm's caught. It's stuck. Both arms. Oh, no. Hey, Molly, I'm caught. Up to the shoulders. I can't get my arms out of here. Help me, Molly. Oh, heavenly days. Now, now, take it easy, dearie. Be calm. Don't skin your arms up. Maybe we can work them out one at a time. Wait, there's Dr. Gamble. Doctor! Dr. Gamble, over here. Oh, I don't need a doctor. I need a mechanic. Get me a mechanic. Oh, hi, Doctor. Hello, Doctor. I'm so glad to see you. Thank you, Molly. Well, well, well. This time we have our hands caught in a mailbox, I think. <laughs> Never mind the diagnosis, Fatback. How do I get loose? <laughs> How'd you get caught? Well, he mailed a letter, Doctor, and I wants it back. It's to an old friend. Fred Nittany from Starved Rock, Illinois. Yes, telling him how McGee hates him, but Fred followed up the whole operation by sending him a present. McGee likes him now. He wants to tear up the letter. Well, come on, Doc. Don't stand there, you big rum dum. Get me out of here. Come on, Satchel Head. Get me loose. You'll be all right, spout mouth. <laughs> Take it easy. Okay. Let's see now. How did I get the bowling ball off your thumb that time? Oil, Doctor. Oh, oh yes. How did I get the sidewalk grating off his wrist last year? And sawed it off. And the time you got your nose caught in the ringer? Took the rollers off. The time he got his feet stuck in the new asphalt paving, we used an air hammer to... to well, to this should be fairly simple. Let's go down to the house and see what tools we can find, Molly. Maybe if we loosen a little, little and grease his arm. All right, Doctor. Uh, we'll hurry, dearie. Now, you just relax. Yes, don't go away, McGee. <laughs> okay, I'll wait. I don't know how I get into these situations like this, but by George, if... Uh, situations like what, sir? Huh? Oh, Oh, I didn't hear you coming, bud. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of got my hands caught in this mailbox. Really? <laughs> that is an odd situation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mailed a letter to a friend of mine and then decided I shouldn't ought to have done it, so I reached in the box for it and Zingo stuck. <laughs> Silly, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. That is a ridiculous predicament. I'll, uh, let me see if I can work your hands, Lou. No. They're really in there, aren't they? Yeah, I, I need a crowbar or something. Are you a mechanic by any chance? No, sir, I'm a pickpocket by trade, sir. <laughs> Where do you carry your wallet? In my left hip pocket. You're a what? The left hip pocket? Yeah. Hey. Ah, oh, there it is. A nice fat one. Hey, hey, cut that out. Hey! Come back here. Give me my wallet. Sorry, I can't stay in chat, sir. Hey. Three dollars, three twenty-five. Hey! Hey, help! Please. Help! He's taking the mailbox. That's government property. Well, gee whiz. Hey, where's Doc? Well, he got an emergency call from the hospital. Mm. But now, don't you worry. Mother will get your hands loose, I hope. How do you work this crowbar? That's a monkey wrench, Molly. The crowbar's that oh, thing. Oh, there you are, Mrs. McGee. And Mr. McGee. Why, yes, we are. Harlow Wilcox asked me to stop by your house, so I did, but you weren't home. 
Well, now that's odd, Bud. We were there a couple of hours ago. We must have just stepped out. <laughs> you know, I figured that out. <laughs> well, we met one time, you know. I'm Harry Von Zell. I thought you looked familiar. Nice to see you, Mr. Von Zell. Oh, sure, I remember. I'd shake hands with you, Harry, but I got both hands caught in the mailbox. <laughs> Let's see. We'll all be darned. <laughs> you have at that, have I? <laughs> Well, that's what Harlow said. Anything for a laugh with this McGee, Harlow said. <laughs> How did you ever figure this one out, pal? Well, it wasn't easy, Harry, believe me. Uh, where's Mr. Wilcox at home? Yes, he's kind of knocked out with a cold, Mrs. McGee. He asked me to bring you to a message, but, well, frankly, I forgot what it was. <laughs> Have you any idea what... Maybe you... we can give you a clue, clue, bud. Clue. Was it anything about the P-E-T? P-E-T. Oh, pet, yes, that's it. Pet, um... Milk? Ah, milk. Mm-hmm. Pet evaporated milk. Wonderful stuff, Harlow said. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what Harlow told me? Confidentially, of course. Oh. He told me that the pet people just take good, sweet, whole milk and evaporate it till it's double rich. He wants that kept confidential? <laughs> That's the feeling I got talking to him. Yes. <laughs> Something else. Harlow told me that when you use pet milk in cooking, you get all the good milk minerals and that rich, delicious flavor besides. And vitamin D, too. You know, I hate to disillusion you, but that's not as big a secret as you seem to <laughs> oh, think. Oh, and, and look, look. Pet milk actually costs less money than any other form of milk, Harlow oh. said. Imagine that. Why, if the general public ever found that out, if they found out that pet milk actually saves them money, well, you can see what would happen. There might not be enough of it for people like us, friends of Harlow. Uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, Harry boy. Yes, pal? Oh, I nearly forgot there was one other thing I was supposed to say to you. What's that, Harry? Uh, so long, kid. Oh, so long. Done it. I got my hands in here. Why can't I get... Why don't we just forget the letter and go home? Huh? Oh, no, we can't do that. Hey, look who's coming, Oli. He's handy with tools. He ought to be able Hello, to... Hello, Oli. Are we glad to see you. Yeah. Well, hello, Mrs. Hello, McGee. I don't stop to visit with you this time. I got to get the book at the house club. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Oli, now, please, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, you got trouble, Mrs.? <laughs> I shouldn't have to ask that when I see who's with you. <laughs> He's got his hands caught, Ollie, in the mailbox. Yeah, trying to get a letter I mailed out. Mailed out where? Out of the mailbox. Whose letter is it? It's mine. Well, then go home and wait for it, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> you got a letter coming, you slate. It comes. I get to get the... No, no, Ollie. Uh, Ollie, uh, it isn't addressed to him. No, it's, it's a letter I wrote to my best friend. Sure. Telling him how I hate him. Only I shouldn't have wrote it because after all we went through together, I and him, ours is the type of friendship that the kind of a letter I wrote is liable that if he gets it, to be right back where we started. Well, I figured that out later, McGee. Uh, <laughs> hand me the crowbar, Mrs. You know, mailboxes is old stuff to me. I used to watch a mailman in Sweden. You were, Ollie? Oh, sure. And we deliver mail in all kinds of weather. Sometimes it rains big in Sweden, you know. Mm. But we put on rubber clothes, you know, them... Uh, Raincoats? No. It don't rain coats. It just rains rain. <laughs> oh. I used to drive a little cart, you know, to deliver the mail. Mm-hmm. I have it hitched to those little mules, you know, with the horns like Santa Claus used to... Do. Reindeer? No, it just rains rain in Sweden. <laughs> He could always tell when the rain is coming, though, you see. They have big birds in the trees that squawk and make noise, you Rain know. crows? 
No, it's you. Yeah, I know. It's rain, rain in Sweden. Look, Ole, get me loose from here, will you? Now, don't pinch my hands now. Now, lift up one. Now, look, don't be a baby. I'm going to while I hold this off here. Heavenly days, what's this? Hey, what goes oh, on? All right, don't move, you guys. You're under arrest. What? Uh-oh, cop. Hey, now, wait a minute. down, you, and get your hand out of that mailbox. Get my hand out, he said. His hand is stuck. Now, look, officer, he was only trying to get a letter back out of here. Sure, sure, sure. And you were helping him. Of course I was, you big Lugan. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing, mister? Me? Oh, I, I get nothing to do with it, officer. I'm used to doing it in my time. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the King's Men sing so long. I went to your family and asked him for you. These people are all friends of mine. Heaven help me. I can at least assure you that they are perfectly honest. Why, certainly. My gosh, it's possible to be a friend of Latrivia's and still be honest. <laughs> Ain't it, Latrivia? Yes. Very nicely put, McGee. 
You're sweet. <laughs> well, your say-so is good enough for me on these people, Mr. Mayor. Hand me the letter, Miss Egan. Uh, thank you. Is this the letter you wanted, McGee? That's it, that's it. Give me it, give me it, boy. Don't oh, grab. <laughs> Just sign these affidavits here, and it's yours. Oh, thank you, Inspector. I know it was a silly thing to do, but... Hey, all right, give me that letter. Boy, am I glad to get my hands on this baby. This saves a lifelong friendship for me, Latrev. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'll tear this letter into a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Now what? This stamp has been canceled. You... They got no right to cancel the stamp. <laughs> No, right, because they didn't deliver the letter. What? Oh, McGee, now don't start... According to the postal law, Molly, this letter can go all the way to Fred Nittany for three cents. But it ain't going to Fred Nittany. I'm tearing it up. So according to the law, I got to... McGee, McGee, as you know, I'm an attorney. May I give you some good, sound, legal advice, free of charge? Why, sure, Latrev. What's your advice? No! Oh! Okay, come on, Molly. to get home again. Yeah, me too, kiddo, but it was worth the trouble, though. Keep that nasty letter from going out to good old Fred. Well, I'm glad that silly mess is over. Yeah, me too. The idea of two grown men writing insulting letters to each other over a foolish little two-dollar loan. Well, that's all behind us now, Tootsie. Any guy that's man enough to admit that I'm right, when I probably ain't, <laughs> sends me a box of two-bit cigars to prove it. That's a friendship that's bound to last. Mm-hmm. Look at that box of cigars, baby. Straight from Havana, Cuba. They do look pretty. Yes, sir. If they smell as good as they look. What's the name say? Guy Fawkes Coronas. Yeah, some imported brand, I guess. Fred knows I like Coronas. Who is it? Guy Fawkes? That's a name from history, isn't it? I think so. Hand me a match, will you? Thanks. <laughs> was it Guy Fawkes who brought tobacco to England? No, no, that was an Irishman. An Irish Duke. Sir Walter Riley. <laughs> Get that aroma, Oh, it does smell good. Ah, imagine me being sore at the best friend I ever had. <laughs> good old Fred Nittany. <sighs> I'll never say another unkind word about that guy as long as... Oh! Hey! Hey, it exploded! A loaded cigar! Why, that dirty rat. <laughs> Hand me my fountain pen. Give me some paper. Dear Fred, you dirty rat. Fibber and Molly return in a moment. You often hear people say, it costs a lot to raise a baby. But remember this, it costs less to raise a baby on pet evaporated milk. That's true because pet milk costs less generally than any other form of milk. Yet no milk is more beneficial to babies. In pet milk, you can be sure that your baby gets the milk minerals and vitamin D needed for building sound teeth and bones and for making sure steady growth. And pet milk, the first evaporated milk, is always safe. Always easy for baby to digest, and always the same uniform richness. For years, doctors have recommended pet milk for babies who need to have milk from a bottle. Now ask your doctor about pet milk for your baby. And Fred, you dirty rat, I got a great poltroon to poke you right in the nose. And furthermore... Wait a minute, a great what? Paul Troon. English word. I know, but I don't think it I means... I got the dictionary right here, Tootsie. Take a look. 
says Paul Troon, a craven, C-R-A-V-E-N. <laughs> so I got a great Paul Troon to poke that guy right in the... No, McGee. No? Oh, well. Good night. Good night, all. First evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Pepper McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Almost everyone has a relative who is somewhat of a problem because he isn't like the rest of the family. And next Saturday morning, you're going to hear about Sally Carter's problem relatives in Pet Milk Story of the Week on the Mary Lee Taylor program. Be sure to tune in for Uncle Charlie. And along with this wonderful story, you'll hear the recipe for a mighty wonderful dessert, Mary Lee Taylor's Cherry Cream Pie. It's just about the most popular dessert ever to come from the pet milk kitchen, so don't miss it. Next Saturday morning, turn your dial to NBC for Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. Tomorrow, laugh with Groucho. Now, a mystery in big town on NBC.